Thanks for joining us for the Sermon of the Week. You can find out more information about Legacy Church online at LegacyFamily.tv. Does anybody in here love the book of Acts? You know that book is still being written. That book's still being written. And if there was ever an hour where we need the stuff that was going on in the book of Acts to be going on now, we're in that hour. Right? I love that book, Acts 1, and we shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon us. Amen? Somebody say power. power. You get over there in Acts 2, and suddenly there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spoke with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Man, we, we need that today. But in also in Acts 2, you've got this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. That in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out, my, pour out my spirit. We need the spirit of God poured out today. We need the spirit of God poured out today in Washington. Come on, amen. Then you get over there in Acts 3 and you got silver and gold. Have I none? But I tell you what I do have. In the name of Jesus, rise up and it's time to rise up. And then I love, me some, uh, I love me some Acts 4. You get over there in Acts 4 and, and you've got, and, 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 and they saw the boldness of Peter and John and they marveled. Come on, they knew that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They knew that they had been with. Man, it's time for us to be with Jesus. It's time for us to be with Jesus. But also in Acts 4, you've got a prayer. You've got this in prayer that we need to be praying, 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 praying. It's behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness we may speak thy word and that signs and wonders would be done by the name of the Holy Y'all ready for some signs and wonders? Then it says, and when they prayed, the place was shaken. They were all filled with the whole. Can I keep going? I'm just fired up. I'm revved. I'm blowing up right in front of you. Come on, Acts 5, you got, and they came round about unto Withville, Virginia. Bringing forth sick folk, those that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed some. All, everyone. Acts 6, 8, and Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Come on, we want to see great wonders and miracles? We got to get full of faith and power. I love Acts 7, Acts 7, 55. It says, And Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked steadfastly into heaven, and he saw the glory of God, and he saw Jesus standing at God's right hand. Can I keep going? Can I just do a few more? Come on, Acts 6. You get over there in Acts 6, and it says, And the people gave heed unto the things which Philip spoke, hearing and seeing the miracles that he did. You want to get the attention of Withville, Virginia? It's going to require some miracles. Yeah going to require some miracles. Acts 9, Peter looks at the man and says, Jesus Christ maketh you whole. Rise up and notice he didn't ask God to do something he had already done. Whew, that's another message. Let's finish with Acts 10. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Somebody say God's with me. God's with me. Somebody say, I'm anointed with the Holy Ghost. Man, come on, just lift your hands and let's just ask God to visit us the way he visited the church in the book of Acts. Father, Acts. Father, the Acts of the Holy Ghost. Father, we declare the Acts of the Holy Ghost in Legacy Church in Withville, Virginia. Father, we thank you this 
This church is going to add a chapter to that book, and it's going to be supernatural. Come on, if you believe that, everybody say amen. 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 Praise God. A couple of things before we get into the Word. Um, my goodness. Um, be praying with us. We're, next two weekends, we'll be out of the country. Um, next weekend, we'll be in Louisiana. And uh, <laughs> it, it might as well be out of the country. We're going to be with Pastor Glenn and Miss Belinda Rogers and Pastor Paul and Casey Floyd. We'll, we'll be there. Uh, and, and, and so excited. I love that church, and I love them. And then the weekend after that, we'll be in Sydney, Australia, uh, ministering there. And, and so uh, just ending the year out with a flurry and really looking forward to uh, just finishing strong. Amen? Amen. Second is, uh, you know, everywhere I go, I, I, I can't stand the thought that somebody would leave this church today and, and, and not be healed. You know, the thought of someone sitting here right now and, and you're hurting. You, you got pain, soreness, stiffness in your body. You know, you, you it, it, it was it was hard for you to get to church this morning. You know, you're hurting. You, you, you got to grab that Tylenol and that Advil and that ibuprofen and that hydrocodone and arthritis and asthma. And you dealt with a migraine this week. And you got a bad back and bulges and your neck and your wrists and your shoulders and your knee. You got a bad knee and you're limping all the way into church. Come on, I want you. Come on, you might have limped into church, but I want you to run out. Amen. I, I, want, I want you to get healed this morning whether you want to get healed or not. And you know, the person, the person that's been hurting the longest, I want if anybody gets healed it for them to be it, it to be them. Come on, the person who's given up and just thought, you know, I'm gonna have to live this way for the rest of my life. If anybody gets healed this morning, it's you. You know, the person that the doctor told you that you're just gonna have to learn to manage and live with this. Come on, if anybody gets healed this morning, man, I believe it's going to be you. Amen? How many of you, you wouldn't be offended this morning if God healed you? Come on, let me, let me see your hands. Uh, you, you wouldn't be mad. You wouldn't be mad. He said, brother, why would I be mad? Well, because you'd have to find something else to talk about. You'd, 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 you'd have to stop calling everybody and ask them to pray for you. Right? Right? Yeah. I mean, we're going to mess up your little red wagon this morning. Yeah. Right. Let me ask you this. How many of you in here this morning, you, you got some kind of pain, soreness, stiffness in your body, there's something going on, and, you know, and you're hurting on some level? Just lift your hands all over the place. Look at, just look around. Look at all these hands that are up. I'm going to get you healed this morning. Now, listen, God, God moves in our ministry in different ways when it comes to healing. And, uh, you know, just because I might have my favorites, that, that don't mean nothing. Because it's not about my favorites. It's about what God wants to do. And God just moves in different ways. And so it's my job just to flow with Him. It ain't His job to flow with me. Amen? And so, uh, you know, as soon as, I, as soon as I walk in to a church and I, I start being drawn to a certain area of a church, I, I, I start knowing what God wants to do. You know, in John, the fifth chapter, there was a pool of Bethesda. And with five porches around that thing, and whoever got into the water first, because an angel would come and stir the waters, whoever came into that pool first would be would be healed. And so ever since I walked into this building, man, I've been drawn to that area right over there by that legacy sign. And the miracles are going to happen over there today. And I believe there's angels over there now that are stirring those waters. But instead of the first person, come on. It'll be everybody. Come on, turn to somebody and say everybody. 
as they do in Louisiana, you know, everybody. So this is what we're going to do when service is over today. As soon as Pastor Brett dismisses, you're going to see me stand up and I'm going to walk over there by that sign. And if you've got something going on in your body, I want you to come join me over there. Amen. I want you to come join me over there. I believe God, everybody that walks over there and gets in that pool. Everybody say, get, gets in that pool. You're going to get healed. You're going to walk out of here pain free. You're going to take the best nap you've ever taken this afternoon. Come on. You're not going to have to reach for that Advil and ibuprofen and that Aleve and that hydrocodone in the morning. Is that all right with you? Come on, say this. Say, I'm going to get healed. And there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. Amen. One more thing. After the service is over, uh, we've got some materials back there on the back table. And uh, that'll bless you. And, you know, what we did a number of years ago is we, we took everything. We 16 CD series, 30 years of ministry. We just took everything and we just put it on a flash drive. And it's just a supernatural Bible school. And whether you, it doesn't matter what kind of computer you got, Mac, PC. A lot of you guys have these USB ports now in your vehicles. And you can just pop it in there. And you just get everything, my, my, myself, my wife, all of those series that are back there on that table, they're all on this flash drive. And it's, it's a fraction of what it would cost if you, um, if you bought everything. And so, I don't know about you, I like getting a lot for a little. My wife has a black belt in getting a lot for a little. Anybody got one of those wives? Yeah, yeah, she's got a black belt, fifth degree. And when you buy the flash drive, um, you get the book for free. And we just wrote this book. It came out the uh, beginning of the year, and uh, beginning of, of, of yeah, beginning of the year, and it's called "The Move from the Shallows into the Deep." And if you just want the book, it's fifteen dollars. But the book is uh, this is a lifetime in the making, and it really just represents my life. It represents all the revelation and nuggets that God's given me over the years. And there's two hundred and twenty-two little moves that are in the book, and every one of them will move you. Move me where? From the shallow into the deep. From puddles into rivers. From smoke into fire. From being a parrot to being an eagle. From being a captive to being a deliverer. And so on the back it says this. This will tell you whether you want the book or not. It says, when you live in the shallows, your life is defined by emotions, circumstances, and storms. Doesn't sound very fun, does it? But in the deep, life is defined by revelation, power, and purpose. So you can use your credit card if you want to. And after the service is over and after we minister to the people that come over there, I'd be honored to sign it for you if you want me to. Amen? Let's, uh, let's stand to our feet. I want to pray. And uh, we're going to get into the Word. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for the Holy Spirit. He's our teacher, our guide, our instructor, our challenger, our corrector, inspirer. He, he, Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost moving in this place, falling in this place. Father, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that fell in the book of Acts. Father, that same, Father, he's here, he's here, he's here. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. Open up our eyes to see and our ears to hear. Touch our hearts today. Bring the Word of God alive in us today in the mighty, incredible, holy, wonderful name of Jesus. Come on, and everybody said amen. amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. Hey, turn in your Bible over to uh, 
the book of Acts. Turn in, the Bible, in your Bible over to the book of Acts. And while you're turning there, you guys are talking about identity. And that is one of my favorite words because that word is part of a, of a, of, of a nugget that God gave me years and years and years ago that so defines our ministry. It's really at the core of everything I preach. And it's this little nugget, identity determines function. Say that with me. Identity determines function. You know, if you take a pig, you take a little pig, you know, you take a pig, take a pig, and you clean it up, and you spend a lifetime teaching that pig, you know, how to uh, walk like a dog and, and bark like a dog and, you know, be sweet like a dog and want to get petted like a dog and, you know, and be loyal like a dog. How many of you left some dogs in here? You know, you know how, the, you know, how many, you know. Well, they say cats have staff, dogs have uh, fans. Um, you can spend a lifetime trying to teach that pig to be a dog, but ultimately, pig's a pig. Come on. Pig's a pig. Well, that's religion. Religion doesn't care about identity. Religion only deals with function. All religion cares about is your behavior, your function, how you act. Religion can't do anything about your identity. When Jesus came, he didn't, he didn't come, come on, just to deal with function. He came to deal with identity. We are now in Christ Jesus. We're kings and we're priests. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. When the identity is right, the function will be right. Isn't that good? It's so... That's always at the, at the core of, of, of what we preach because I always say it like this. You're either this or that. You're either this or that. You know, and what I did is when I, when I wrote this book, I, uh, all these this or that's that I've collected. Are, are y'all ready to amen a little bit? Let me hear your best amen. amen. All right, so when you hear one you really like, which is going to be all of them, I, I, I need to get some amens. Amen? All right, are y'all ready? This is what I'm talking about when I talk about identity, determines function. You're either a this or a that. Y'all ready? Somebody say, get ready. Come on, you're either shallow or deep. You're a puddle or a river. You're natural or supernatural. Come on, you're, you're, you're uh, ordinary or you're extraordinary. Come on, move you from being a captive to a deliverer, from a customer to a servant, from a watcher to a worshiper, from smoke to fire, from a parrot to an eagle, from a quoter to a declarer, from a victim to a victor, from religion to relationship. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. From a giver to a taker, from a taker to a giver, from a mission field to a missionary, from my ways to his ways, from death to life, from empty to overflowing, from orphans to sons, from a spark to a flame, from a prisoner to a prince, from negative to positive, from an echo, oh, 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 to a voice. From offended to a forgiver, from knowledge to wisdom, from selfishness to love, from doubt to faith, from memories to vision, from enough to more than enough. Few more? Come on, it's a preach. From in Adam to in Christ. That's the greatest one of all. From less to more, from a mess to a message, from duty to vision, from a griper to a praiser, from distracted to focus, from apathy to passion, from glory to glory, weak to strong, fear to fearless, sinner to saint, from a copy to an original. You're either this or that. I'm not here to talk to you today about function. This series is not about function. 
It's not about do this and do that. It's about who are we? What is our, who is our identity in Christ? Amen? Now, you guys are in Acts 2, but I've got something in uh, 1 Corinthians 15 that I want to read you, and then I'm going to come join you in Acts 2. Amen? 1 Corinthians 15, there's something that's said here that's often overlooked. Paul's, uh, Paul's sharing here, and he's talking about some things that took place when, when Jesus was crucified. And in verse 3, he says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Verse 4, and that he was buried. He rose again the third day. He, and then it says this, And he was seen of Cephas, Peter. Peter saw him after he was resurrected. And then he says uh, the twelve disciples saw him after uh, Peter was resurrected. Then he says this, after that he was seen of above 500 brethren at one time. 500, everybody say 500. 500 people saw him. 500 people. Now, I believe with all my heart that when, they, when the 500 people saw him is when he was ascending to the right hand of the Father. Amen? I believe that's where, the, I believe that's, you know, I believe that's where those 500 people were. And when he was ascending, he said something. He said, I want you to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father till you be endued with power from on high. Is that what he said? Yeah. And so, now here's the deal. Whether 500 were there or not, I guarantee you 500 people, either firsthand or secondhand, heard what Jesus said as he was floating through the sky. How many think that spread like wildfire? And the people that believed it the most were the people who saw him, and we know that was 500 people. So now I'm going to come join you over in Acts the first chapter. Acts 1. Verse 15, And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said the number of names together were about 120. Uh-oh. Where were, um, where were the 380? 500 people heard go to Jerusalem, wait for the promise of the Father to you be endued with power from on high, but only 120 showed up in the upper room. What happened to the other 380 people? What did they have better to do? They go fishing? They go to work? Where'd they go? What'd they do? Why? When? Where? How? Why? He said, well, Brother Philip, maybe they didn't fit in the room. I would like to believe that if I would have been there, I'd have found, I would have found a spot. <laughs> Come on, I'd like to believe that if I'd have been there, it wouldn't have been 120, it would have been 121. Amen. And if I had to find a space in the corner, well, maybe there were other rooms. Uh, I'm going to be in the one where, uh, where, the, where Mama is. I'm going to be in the one where the disciples are. Right? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, the, 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 there's another group. No, 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 no. I'm going to be with y'all. 120 people were in the upper room. 380 missed it. And when I say missed it, it's the most colossal missed it in the history of the known world. Because there's not, there's not 380 people that have ever missed it more than those 380 people. Come on, I had a friend of mine one time that was in a fishing boat with these two men and they were about to start a business. And they asked him, did he, did he wanted to invest in their business? 
And they began to explain the business, how they were going to be able to take all these movies and get them on videotape, and they were going to be able to open up a store, and, and they were going uh, to rent these videotapes of movies, and people would come to the store and rent the movie, and then the next day they could bring it back. And my friend thought that was the stupidest idea he had ever heard. These two guys went on to form Blockbuster. Somebody say he missed it. 380 people missed it. 120 didn't. I've got another this or that for you. I've got another identity determines function for you. Are y'all ready? You're either a 120 believer or you're a 380 believer. All throughout Withville, there are 120 churches and there are 380 churches. Who do you want to be? I don't want to be a 380 believer. I want to be a 120 believer. So the, the, the question begs to be answered. What did they miss? What did they miss? Let's just stay in, uh, let's just stay in Acts, the second chapter. iPad is not, there we go, Acts 2, look at verse 2, what did they miss, what did they miss, and suddenly there came a sound of a rushing mighty wind, it filled all the house where they were sitting, there appeared unto them cloven tongues of fire and it sat on each of them, they were all filled, filled with the Holy Ghost, they missed D-Day, they, 380 people missed being in the room where the Holy Ghost was initially poured out in the earth. You know, anytime you, all throughout America, you've got these incredible men that were part of World War II. And, 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 and if any man that fought in World War II, if they were at D-Day, you know one of the first things they're going to tell you when you begin to talk to them is what are they going to say? I was at D-Day. Huh? Well... You got 120 people in heaven. And they're walking around heaven. And you know what they love to talk about? How they were in the room when the Holy Ghost fell. They missed it. But how does that apply to us? There are encounters with the Holy Spirit that God has assigned. He's appointed. He's destined to us. And the only way you're going to be everything God's called you to be, do what God's called you to do, go where God's called you to go, the only way at the end of your life you're going to be able to say, I wasn't disobedient to the heavenly vision. I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. Is you're going to have to, you're going to, have to grab hold of these encounters But if you don't have a relationship with the Holy Ghost, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, if you, if, you don't, if you don't know Him the way Jesus knew Him and those disciples knew Him, you're going to miss those encounters. I am who I am because of the encounters I've had with God and with the Holy Spirit. 14 years old, Caney Lake, Menden, Louisiana, 70 teenagers. That night, the Holy Ghost fell in that camp. It was like a bomb went off. And that night, uh, my life was never the same. God made himself real to me. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. I was called into ministry. I got introduced to the deep. And I haven't had much patience for the shallow ever since. Who would I be today if I wouldn't have been there that night? 
Come on, I'm, I'm uh, 17 years old. It's uh, June of 1984. Youth group is going to uh, youth group's going to a camp, some little podunk camp in Texas. I didn't want to go. The Los Angeles Lakers were playing the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals, and I was I, I was a huge Celtics fan. I wanted to stay home and watch Larry Bird just put it all over Magic Johnson. And so, but I, I went to the camp, and uh, during the camp, it was real good. But there was a concert. These guys named the Songwriters. Anybody ever heard of the Songwriters? Old, old old school and there was an amphitheater out in the back and, and I was sitting out there and they began to sing this song and it was about Jesus being uh, uh, crucified and I remember closing my eyes and I was just in my imagination I was seeing what they were singing I just kind of got caught up and all of a sudden I went over into a vision and I saw myself walking up this hill walking up this hill and I didn't see anything and then all of a sudden I see something coming at me I see something coming at me and it's the cross and the cross comes up and, and it hits the hole and when it hits the hole the cross goes Vroom! and I'm face to face with Jesus June of 1984 little podunk camp in Texas June of 1994, I move out to a camp in Texas, become director of Texas Bible Institute, run that Bible college for 10 years, same camp, same place, same location. Come on, when I was on that hill in 1984, come on, Jesus saw me and my family moving out to that camp at the same time. Listen, when Jesus looks at you, he sees yesterday, today, and forever in one glance. Who would I be today if I wouldn't have had that encounter? Without the Holy Ghost, you're going to miss encounters. A 120 believer, he has encounters that takes them from glory to glory, promotion to promotion, season to season. Best days are ahead to best days are ahead. 380 people, they, they miss it. They miss it. What else did these guys miss? Let's just stay in Acts 2. Look at verse 16 and 17. This is, this is which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. If you were a Hebrew back in those days, if you were a Jew, all your life, all, you, all your life, you heard one day, one day, one day, one day, one day. That prophecy was put in them. One day, one day, this God was going to pour out of his spirit on all flesh. And sons and daughters will prophesy. One day. One day, one day, one day. Is this going to be the year? It's kind of like us. Uh, ever since I was a kid, we've been hearing about a great revival. Amen? And we've been hearing about the rapture, right? Well, in, in, in their culture, it was Joel. It was this prophecy. One day. That's what they'd been waiting on their whole life is for, the, for, the, for God to pour out of his spirit on his, on his sons and daughters. And when the day came that generations had been waiting for, they missed it. They could have been in the room when one of the greatest prophetic utterances was manifested. They could have been in the room. They could have been in the room. They, they missed it. So what's that got to do with us? Without a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you're going to miss prophetically what's going on in the world. 
You're going to miss prophetically what's going on in America. What's prophetically going on? Come on right now. You'll, you'll miss prophetically what's going on in this church. You'll miss prophetically what's going on in Withville. You, um, you'll miss prophetically what's going on in your own family. And that doesn't have to be the case because if you're a 120 believer, if you've got a relationship with the Holy Ghost, you don't have to be caught off guard. You don't, you don't have to live uh, surprise after surprise after surprise. You can know what's around the corner. You can know what's on the other side of the door. You can know some things in 2018 that are going to happen in 2019. You can be prepared. When Laura and I got married, we, um, I wanted to... Uh, we, were, we, we got married. We were working. We were going to head to Ramah in uh, the summer of 1988. And there was just some people that I had on my heart, some people that I wanted to just go find and thank them for impacting my life. And one of them was a, a man named Paul Trokel. And, uh, and so I found out that Paul, we had lost contact for a few years, and I found out Paul had just taken a church in Magnolia, Arkansas. He was uh, living with uh, his wife's folks in Spring Hill, I got his number, I found him, and I said, hey, can I come see you? And he said, absolutely, man, I'd love to see you. So I drove over to Spring Hill, Louisiana, and uh, we were talking. We had a great time. He was sharing with me what they were wanting to do, and I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Now, listen, won't you watch this? I'm walking out the screen door. I'm, 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 I'm walking out the screen door, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, when you graduate, Rama, you'll move to Magnolia, Arkansas, and you'll help Paul build that church. And then as I got to the car, I heard this. And after that season of your life, you'll work for one more man who will prepare you for what I've called you to do. We got to Ramah. Two years later, June of 1990, we moved to Magnolia, Arkansas to help Paul Trochel build that church. We were there four years. Youth pastor, children's pastor, build, uh, mow the, uh, you know, clean the church, do the sign, van route, everything Paul didn't want to do, I did. And then when that season was over, I wound up working for one more man and woman of God. It was Tommy and Rachel Birchfield. I said, I know Kyle and different ones. Worked for that man for 10 years. That was at the camp, Discovery Camp, Texas Bible Institute. And it was that season of my life that prepared me for what I'm doing now. Who would I be today if I wouldn't have had that relationship with the Holy Ghost, if I wouldn't have heard what I heard? Who would I be today if I would have missed that? Man, they missed it. But you know what? We're missing it. They missed their encounter. Man, we've, we've all missed some encounters. They, they missed what was prophetically going on in the world at that moment. I, 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 we, we've all missed some things prophetically, hadn't we? There's one more thing I want to show you, and we're done. Look down at the end of the chapter. Oh, so passionate about this. This is why I do what I do. Let's just start at uh, verse 44. And all they that believed were together. They had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God, having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the... I'm going to say that again. They could have been in the room when the church was birthed. What defines our ministry is these three sentences. Jesus is the answer for every person. 
Holy Ghost is the answer for the church. And the church is the answer for the world. So why? Because great men and women of God come and go. They live and die. I was ate lunch yesterday with Patrick and Brittany. And God, just love them. So amazed at what they're doing. And man, we started talking history and just connecting the dots. Great men and women of God. But all those people we talked about, man, they're all dead. They all busted heaven wide open. Great men and women of God, they come and go. They live and die. But the church just keeps on ticking. Come on, this last 2,000 years, it's the church that's gotten the job done. Doesn't mean the church is perfect. We know the church isn't perfect. But it was what God chose, come on, to bring the gospel from generation to generation, hundreds of years, thousands of years. Come on, they could have been in the room where the church was birthed and they missed it. How does that apply to us? Without a relationship with the Holy Ghost, we're, we're not going to find our church. We're not going to find our place in the church. We're not going to find our active place in the church. Without the Holy Ghost, what happens is this winds up becoming a symbol of our Christianity. We're not called to sit in a chair. We're called for an anointing to sit on us. Your place in this church is not your seat. Your place in the church is where God has called you to serve, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are. And it's the Holy Spirit that puts people, come on, where they're supposed to be. And many hands make a light load. Come on, and we don't have spectators. We've got participators. And we don't have customers. We've got servants and we don't have watchers we've got worshipers and we don't have 380 come on we've got 120 when you don't have that relationship with the Holy Spirit there's so much in life you're going to miss you're you're going to miss encounters you're going to miss prophetically what's going on and you're going to miss your place because only he can get you in your place. My favorite scripture, it's the first scripture, it's the, it's the scripture that defines that book. It's Psalms 42.7. It's deep calls unto deep. Deep calls unto deep. Right now, in this place, deep is calling. You hear it? Deep's calling. The deep in God's calling. It's calling. The deep's calling. And, 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 and that deep is saying, come on. Come on. Come out of the puddle into the river. Come out of the smoke into the fire. Stop being a parrot in a cage. Let's be an eagle and let's go somewhere. Don't be an echo anymore. Let's be a voice to this generation. Come on, come on, deep. Deep is calling. The deep and it's calling. Thanks for listening today. You can keep up with fresh content, find out more about our upcoming events, and give to support Legacy Church all online at legacyfamily.tv. 
from all of us here at Legacy Church. Have a blessed week.